Ecology of the Grick. What? <laughs> you actually thought you would come to my guild and steal my most precious treasure? Oh, that's too funny. I'm afraid. Not funny enough. You're beginning to bore me. All right, pull the lever to the Grick Pit with you. Oh, my. I forgot how hungry they were. The last words heard by the intrepid heroes. Introduction. As I tirelessly work to recover the lost knowledge since our library fire, we have lost nearly all information on the creatures known as the Gricks. While not an uncommon creature, in fact, they are quite common even in this city, not many take the time to study the mundane beasts of the world sometimes. Studying specimens both close to home, in captivity, in the wild, and in the far reaches of the material plane has resulted in some exciting finds. Origins. There are not rec many records of tales of or stories involving Gricks as they have just been, in fact, a fact of humanoid life since the start. We do see rudimentary, rudimentary Grick traps, gates, and even pits from as far as back as we know, archaeologically suggesting then, even as of now, they were always a small nuisance. However, on where the Gricks come from, we have little to no knowledge. There is one, it's an overly friendly say to say culture, but more of a cult that attributes Gricks with the being the watchers of civilization for their masters in the sky. I'm sorry if you subscribe to this thought. Summarily, no, this is not their origin. This line is thought as popular, popularized enough uh, at one point to having Gricks classified as aliens or aberrations. Uh, we do not know from we we do know from careful study that there were indeed uh, an advanced analidia, the more like the more researched purple worm. They are advanced in many ways from catching small prey or as groups as taking down larger meals. Unlike their massive purple kin, they do not burrow as well and rely mostly on predation and ambush for catching food. Physiological Aspects Identifying a Grick Gricks are common in many realms, but sometimes misrecognized as worms. Usually earthy tones, browns, greens, and even blacks at times, their long-segmented bodies appear as enormous worms. Worms, however, can't raise half of their body in the air like a Grick. A Grick's head is the distinguishing trait as it ends in four hooked tentacles. These tentacles are usually about a tenth of their body in length and converge at the mouth with a sharp beak. If the tentacles are closed, it resembles a large worm with a weird interlocking hook on the snout. Hooked Tentacles Gricks have adapted to a predatory lifestyle, hunting in the lightless tunnels away from the sun. Their tentacles are the adaptation that allows them to catch and hold on to prey despite their slow locomotion. The four appendages can hook prey and pull them into their mouth. They are especially good at holding on to food with both the hooks and the pulsating suckers like an octopus that slowly moves food into their maw. The hooks and beak are both made of hard chitinous material. Grick senses. Gricks are often mistaken as aloof and somewhat oblivious, but they are usually much more aware of their surroundings than the average human, maybe not an elf though. Most assume they can't see, but they can, with the tiny eyes that sit in the sides of their beak. While sight is their weakest sense, they see in black and white, uh, but v and very close 
but still in pitch black. They can see about 30 feet in front of them, but this is usually quite enough in subterranean environments. Touch or hearing is their most tangible way of experience the world around them. Their body is covered in tiny cilia or hair-like structures that both feel and hear vibrations. In a sense, it is all a sense of touch, making them immune to adverse effects such as loud noises as it would take an incredible force to break their hearing faculties. The feeling is acute, though, and can uh, seem as if they hear better than an elf. Both taste and olfactory are a chemical detection by most creatures, and Gricks do not differ in this aspect. They possess a small and short tongue sitting at the bottom of their beak. Their noses, instead of on the, on the beak, like many bows, are inside of the upper beak's inside. Although it is not much of a nose, it is more olfactory pits. This behavior is why Gricks seem to always be chewing. They are gulping air to smell. Their sense of smell isn't exact, especially acute, but it does particularly well detecting poisons or other hazardous, hazardous materials for consumption. Subterranean Crawlers Gricks do best in areas where they have the advantage of surprise, which is dark and usually underground. While they live under the surface, they aren't adapted to digging, but more through sque squeezing through crevices. This inability to dig, it's, which is why many can be trapped in an area forming a grick pit. Mudslides and heavy rains can soften the soil enough for gricks to burst into the night for hunting. While they aren't fast enough to catch anything that can run, they are great ambush attackers. It's also easy to grab something curious or stupid enough to get close. Their advantage lies in their incredibly squishy body that can squeeze through cracks as small as their beak is wide. This ability makes gricks difficult pests to root out of the underground structures such as crypts, dungeons, and basements. As a result, their bodies are resistant to impact from bludgeoning and falling from heights. Predators of Surprise Gricks are not picky eaters. If it's meat, they eat. Being ambush predators, they are adapted to hiding and surprising prey rather than chasing their food. They move quietly and slowly by stretching then contracting their bodies with only a slight shuffling noise. This movement is slow and allows for only a short range lunge at prey. They will often blend into a rock or some other debris and then strike out when food approaches. They also like to climb and drop onto prey uh, from what they hear beneath them. With this poor means of catching prey, they often have high success rate once the target is hooked. With their sharp beak, they immediately begin to feed while hooked and even begin to drill into more gigantic monsters who fail to extract the hooks. This feeding makes for a terrible wound if survived, as the Grick will tunnel into the flesh and being sometimes a yard wide if uh, can leave a sizable hole. They can go weeks without eating, as it does take days for them to digest a meal. They are often sluggish and docile during this time, not a real threat to anything. The more hungry they become, the more aggressive, though. Incredible Regeneration While nowhere near the abilities of a Hydra, Grix can heal most, if not all, damage they suffer in a short amount of time. Of course, they can find if they can find the food to do so. This process also speeds up their appetite. Thus, an injured grift, Grick most often starves more than succumbs to their wounds. They can regrow every part of their bodies. However, the hooks and beak do take an extended amount of time. If their brain is too far damaged or too many wounds suffered at once, it 
can fell them. Unlike other worms, they they cannot grow rapidly. Any significant loss of organs is just as fatal as it would be to you and me. Life cycle. Gritch, Grix hatch from leathery eggs. These eggs are about the size of a grape and usually stuck to walls or ceilings. They rely on unsuspecting creatures to imbibe the grape-looking egg, unknowing of their true origin. While mostly safe to eat, honestly, there is a small chance that a larva can survive and take root in the intestines. The uneaten eggs will perish as the larva cannot break the soft shell simply due to size and space constraints. They begin to li- they begin life as small parasites that eventually eat enough to grow uh, of their victim that they perish. Having a grick for a parasite at first is relatively harmless, but once it starts to grow in size, sizable portion of the muscles, their favorite meats, can severely deteriorate. The stage of the parasite is slow, to begin only an inch long for many weeks. They start to grow, severe pain starts to set in. If not removed, the host perishes, and the grick will consume the rest of the body and emerge, usually from the chest or stomach area, at three to four foot in length. As an adult, they continue to grow their whole life. It is unknown if they die due to old age. Thus, their lifespans are not well recorded. It is estimated that they don't live past a century, but Grix as large as 10 feet long have been recorded. They must have lived a long time. Social Behavior and Mental Capabilities Intelligence Like similar creatures, such as purple worms, Grix are almost purely lower-brained creatures. They are merely reactive predators attempting to, to survive. Any attempts of communications will fall on deaf and uncaring ears. I'm sorry, cilia. They're often uncaring of, a, of an animal's size to eat and will attack with abandon once in striking distance. Communication. Grix are unable to communicate purposely or only don't in any form. However, interpretation for their body language can be discerned, revealing their current mood. Docile or fed Gricks have their tentacles and hooks closed, not exposing their eyes or beaks. Hungry Gricks have their eyes and beaks shown, with tentacles spread out in them in an X pattern away from their beaks. While they can't speak, they can make audible noises. Why they do so is currently unknown. Before they strike, they let out a startling high-pitched screech. To the faint-hearted, this may startle prey enough to consider too long for flight or flight options. The screech more often alerts something to their attack. Asexual reproduction. Gricks do not need another Grick to reproduce. They are born with a set, set amount of eggs that they will lay in various life stages. Gricks only lay eggs within the first 10 years of living and only do so three times. However, each time they lay as many as 20,000 eggs. These eggs are released via the cloaca with a paste that acts as an adhesive, putting the eggs in prominent display for other creatures to eat. The, eggs tra- the egg trail can go for several hundred feet and be a treasure trove of protein for some animals and even plants. Due to this, basically cloning of genes, Gricks are slow to adapt and evolve. However, they have been around for ages, probably longer than any intelligent race. Mutations are common uh, in Grick more so than other creatures, making it for an easier time to change. However, mutations aren't always a positive aspect, as their effects can be purely detrimental at times. Grick blind. 
Grics who are who are highly aggressive to almost any other creature when hungry are simply unaware of each other. They won't attack, acknowledge, or even move away from another Grick. This blindness makes for some friendly fire during a fight with many Grick's presence. Grick wouldn't be able to group in Grick picks though if they were aware of each other. This odd adaptation probably comes from how they may end up sharing hunting grounds with their limited ability to dig in their subterranean environments. Interactions with other creatures. Prey. Any living creature can be considered prey and attacked enthusiastically. While some something small enough is simply grabbed and devour, larger ones are latched onto with abandon in times of hunger. As I have mentioned before, they are entirely docile if not hungry, unless harmed. They won't lash out even to the point of animals being able to walk on or even pick them up and move them. Hook horrors. Hook horrors are a common occurrence where most Grigs live. Grigs often can't pierce through their tough chitinous armor. This disadvantage, however, doesn't stop them from attacking. If unable to break the shell, they claw their way to a gap in the armor and attempt to enter the body by force. Hook horrors can fight off Grigs most of the time, but often do not if there are a dozen or more. Many creatures give the massive bird beetles pause, except not many give the massive. Ugh, sorry, not many creatures give the massive bird beetles pause, except Gricks. Often, if an empty shell of a hookworm is found, you should be aware of a possible Grick inside. Dragons. Gricks are a parasite to some dragons who dwell beneath the ground. It takes a a long time for a Grick to become fatal to a massive dragon, but sometimes it can be precisely that. Dragons aren't especially worried or careful about Gricks as they often pull the troublesome worm out from out by themselves. Gricks have to work their way between their thick scales, which can take a long time. Thus, a Grick's success at attacking a dragon is lower than most other creatures. Oozes. Gricks and oozes don't mesh well. Most other creatures would know that an ooze would be toxic to consume. Oozes often don't care about how dangerous a foe they may consume. Thus, when a Grick and an Ooze meet, it usually results in mutual destruction. The Ooze engulfs the Grick, while the Grick eagerly eats the Ooze. Unknowing of the fatal consequence of doing so, Grick can eat and regenerate enough to nearly devour entire Oozes unless it's incredibly gigantic. Thus, the two unstoppable eaters lay perished, both fed and dead. Grick pits as traps. There is a reason why Grick pits have become an infamous as a trap for influential people willing to put the effort into constructing and maintaining such an area. Grand Vizier Talius of Montredo was famous for throwing his political enemies into a Grick pit. Thus, the stories of the cruel dictator's methods became popular for wealthy folk of not-so-kind hearts to employ Grick pits. Some have them as secrets, others brazenly with pride. As mentioned, this phenomenon can occur naturally and likely in the way in which Talius had devised the idea as he was known for having an underground network. Literally underground. These natural pits often aren't purposely fed and most will starve to death in a matter of months. Gricks as pets. While I hardly advise against this practice as a Grick, will never care for its owner like even the most wounded wolf could. The fads of 
of a Grick pits have evolved into keeping them as close pets. These Gricks are often fed multiple times a day and grow to enormous sizes quickly. Unfortunately, there is a point in which they become way too large and have to be slain, discarded, or sealed away. Variations Common Gricks Found nearly all over the material planes are the common Gricks. They are, are, they are as adults around 10 feet long and 2 feet wide. They can lift half of their bodies in the air to fight and lunge, making their striking range quite extensive compared to the average humanoid. Grays, browns, or green are most common in their coloration with black beaks and hooks. They, are, they live mostly in... Uh, commonly in cave systems, underground areas, and recently muddied areas. Their screeches are high-pitched, but not damaging unless directly in someone's ear. Shrill Gricks. Far less common are Shrill Gricks. These Gricks have adapted a louder and shrill screech that can stun enemies long enough to close the distance. They are most easily identified as a yellow streak down the top and bottom, which top and bottom are interchangeable anyway, um, extending down the whole length of their bodies. They tend to live in slightly colder climates, although never arctic. River Gricks. These Gricks are brighter in coloration from neon greens, blues, and reds to look like enticing fish in murky waters. Usually in more tropical and warmer climates, they are rounder in appearance and have membranes that act as fins running down their sides to help maneuver better in the water. While they can move in water fast enough to catch prey, they've adapted to being caught or fished out and attacking their would-be captors. They are also amphibious and, like many amphibians, require water nearby to stay wet. Carrion Gricks Obsidian in color, these Gricks specifically only eat dead flesh, especially that of undead creatures. While they can be scavengers, they most often lurk in high negative energy areas and feed on zombies or any other undead being. They feed off of negative energy and are immune to the ill effects of undead such as diseases and curses. Their saliva can be used to combat many such ailments in other creatures. Vampires even fear them as inside of their beaks is a bony tongue they can project into a vampire's heart that serves as a stake. Carrion Gricks have a low, undulating, and vibrating call instead of a shriek that they use. This call does not, have, does not affect living beings, but can lock an undead in place although how this is achieved isn't known. Plant Gricks. Infused with the property, plants, properties of plants, some Gricks have taken on aspects of some plants. Their tentacles resemble the petal, petals of flowers with bright reds and yellows. They have leaves sprouting from the top, the top of green bodies and absorb a small amount of sunlight. Plant Gricks are still predators, but in fields and forests soaking up the sun when not fighting. They, how they adapted is still under research, but it is not unheard of as such creatures such as shambling mounds are mostly plant as well. The mixture of plant and an animal is what makes it more rare. DM Notes Gricks are a fun monster to use in dungeons for a fight, but often are treated like a mindless challenge. Thus, one day in a 4th edition campaign, I created the Grick Pit. This trap is something I did to challenge my players as a dungeon trap. Being the invincible 4th edition players they thought they were, it was unfortunately a TPK for them. I tell my players I don't pull punches, and they learn the hard way. I like to use monsters in new situations, and I hope that Grick Pit is something that everyone can use. Uh, thank you for listening to my 68th Ecology, The Grick. Um, 
look forward to the next one. 69, The Gold Dragon.